Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles. And I want to start off the show with a joke. Why can't Elsa have a balloon? Because she will let it go. I know that movie came out years ago, and Elsa, you shouldn't let things go. Well, actually, you should. But balloons are meant to keep. Actually, for those of you who are cringing on the inside out there, don't worry. We're going to talk about amazing movies, and you can forget about that joke that I just said, because it was pretty corny. So we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, The Intruder, A Dog's Journey, Ugly Dolls, and Tito and the Birds. Right now, we're going to be talking to Benjamin, who's from D.C. and is 12, and Callista, who's from L.A. and is 15, about the new film Avengers Endgame. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. So, hello. Hello. So, Avengers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be really, really, really hard to talk about without giving anything away, but um, we'll just have to see what you guys have to say. So, we'll start with you, Benjamin. What can you say, as far as, like, previous Marvel movies, you know, this film, after Infinity War, everyone's left a little speechless, you know? So, like, even me, I haven't seen all of the Marvel movies, but I did see Infinity War and I did see Endgame. But everyone was like, wow, what could happen next? And that's exactly what this film really does tell you about. It's like, what is going to happen next? But what would you say, like, in comparison to other Marvel movies, how was this one? I love this movie. I've seen it three times already. I love it. It's just, it's so satisfying. Uh, So many big things happening at once. It feels like it's hard to even classify these Avengers as movies anymore. They just feel like events because there's so much happening all at once. Um, It's just the ultimate payoff for 22 movies. It's hard to believe how much it achieves. Um... The characters are great. The performances are some of the best in the MCU. And uh, I really enjoy the action and the story in this film. Yeah, I got to say that Marvel really did it this time. Like, they totally blew me away. And I don't want to give anything away, and nobody does. But this film just really will make you say, wow. Like, it really puts everything together. And, Callista, what did you think about the film? So... I kind of got into the whole MCU craze a little bit. For the longest time, I was I had this whole thing where I was like, I can't watch Marvel movies. I'm loyal to DC. But after realizing that kind of stupid and ridiculous, I started watching more Marvel movies. And honestly, they are better than DC. But you know, that's besides the point. So even as someone who like was it around for all eleven years, I'll admit I. Cr- cried really really hard and I was just an emotional mess this movie is so good I can't I can't say what happens because you know it's really hard to talk about this movie given spoilers but there is one scene that had me in so in such like a fit of emotion that I'm pretty sure my parents got actually concerned for me wow like, how are they concerned for you? Like, were you just so emotional? And, and they were just like, how how was that? Well, because, like, this, I, I can't describe it, but the scene just had me feeling so much emotion. 
I was crying and like I was simultaneously like crying my eyes out but also like laughing in some weird state of like joy and just being like this is amazing I could not believe what I was seeing I I'll admit I like yelled out during certain points like in the theater like you'll see like reaction and there'll be people like yelling and all all these like like screaming and clapping that was me at that moment wow well it sounds like it was a lot of fun to be near you in the theater because you were probably so vocal and so energetic and yeah i i believe that this movie did bring a lot about of emotions and feelings and just everything in general and benjamin Callista was talking about how she felt like so emotional and like the scene she was like crying and everything like were there any scenes for you without giving anything away that you felt the same way um i think one of the reasons this movie works so well is the way it's able to mix together the tragedy and a lot of jokes together um so seamlessly this movie got me pretty emotional too i mean we these characters have been around for so many movies and you really feel like you've gotten to know them so well um, so you really do care about them um, and what happens to them. So, yeah, bring some tissues is what I recommend. <laughs> yeah, you got to, like, have all the goods. You got to have candy and popcorn and tissues and your friends and family. Like, there's just so many things that you need to bring to a movie. And you will feel unprepared. Even though you might have to bring so many things to this movie, you'll just still leave the theater with your mouth open. So make sure to just... Be excited. I mean, it's Marvel. It's the season of Marvel, so we're so excited. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Avengers Endgame, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, The Intruder, A Dog's Journey, Ugly Dolls, and Tito and the Birds. Right now, we're talking to Benjamin and Callista about Avengers Endgame. So, I'm finding it really hard to ask you guys questions because, like, if I ask you your favorite character, like, you we can't really discuss that because it's like, it's so hard, you know, because nobody who hasn't seen the film, they don't know what's happened. So, like, we don't know who's in the movie. Like, if you, yeah, yeah. so, like, it's just really stressful. But anyway, we'll skip that question. Um, <laughs> let's go to, how about, like, um, Benjamin, we'll start with you. What would you say, like, before you saw this film, you know, we had Infinity War. So what was it like? What were your expectations like before seeing this film? Um, my expectations were pretty high. Uh, I loved Infinity War. I think that movie is really, really good. And I've been rewatching a lot of the Marvel movies to get ready for this one. So I wanted this movie to just, um, sort of bring these 10 years of Marvel to a close, but also leave it open for the future. Um, and just sort of be a culmination um, for these characters and their arcs. And I gotta say, I think this movie did that and so much more. Um, and there, I was expecting it to bring these arcs to a close, but I was not expecting it to have so many references to other Marvel movies um, that uh, are mixed in there, too. Um, and that's uh, about watching the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I've the only two Marvel movies I've seen are Infinity War and Endgame, and it even made sense for me. Like, I like how they did that in the movie where 
you know, I had my boyfriend and my friends explaining it to me, you know, because I haven't seen the other ones, but it did make sense. And I think that that's what I really enjoyed about it is that even if you're not this diehard Marvel fan, you can become one. And the movies do really like it all comes together in the end. And that's why I loved about this movie. Now, Callista, was there a part of the film that you could really relate to? I mean, without like giving anything away, but was there a part of the film where you're like, wow, you know, I never thought about it that way or I could really relate to that? I try, I'm trying to think because, like, it's, it's so hard to talk about this movie. God. Okay. It's just really starting to realize it. Um, I think I can kind of understand because, like, without saying too much, I think because, like, after Infinity War, and we all know what happened, the characters we have with this movie, there's a lot of conflicting ideas. Because, you know, there's some characters who are... Because everyone's trying to figure out, like, where do we go from here? And I think it's interesting seeing, like, all these different, like, personalities and ideas, you know, coming together. And that's that's always been, like one of the more interesting things with Marvel is the way they have like all these different characters coming together with all these different ideas. I think this movie kind of really like like it comes to make you appreciate the, the giant cast because when like because I, I feel like I can say stuff about what happened in Infinity War. I don't know why I'm like trying to hide it. But given the fact that like there's a lot less characters than we had in Infinity War, it kind of makes you realize it's like wow it really does feel empty. Like, it really does feel empty without certain characters. And it honestly, like, kind of made me think, like, yeah, a bit, it made me realize it's like, God, without certain characters, it's like, like, what would the MCU be like? I know. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I really do appreciate this movie, too, for, like, the way that it really expresses its ideas and makes everything, like, come together, too. And, you know, I do think that this movie really, it it just puts everything together, like, so precisely. And, you know, we had to wait, like, just the waiting game after Infinity War was, like, so intense. It's like the waiting for Stranger Things, you know? Like, this, these movies, like, they're so good, and they make you wait, and they make you wanting more. And I think that that's what this movie did. Now, Benjamin... um, the ending of the movie, okay, because we can't really, that's like the whole point of what we really shouldn't be talking about, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So the ending of this movie, um, not what it, it is about, but how was it for you to see like the everything come together? Like, was it what you were expecting? Was it what you weren't expecting? I mean, how did you react to that? Um, I mean, this whole movie really, I after the first 20 minutes, uh, I didn't know what to expect, and frankly, that's so exciting. When you go into these movies, when I go to these movies, you know, you've seen the TV commercials, you've seen all the trailers, there's been a bunch of theories and stuff, but in this movie, all of those were kind of wrong, um, and so at a certain point, I didn't know what was coming, and um, yeah, that was just exhilarating to see, and then what happens is so... Um, it's so rewarding to the fans, and I, I, yeah, it's amazing what they've been able to do with these movies and what they did with this one. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they were going to top Infinity War because I thought that that was really good, but they ended up doing it. And it was so sad, but it was so good. And it was so, like, it was everything. This movie was really everything. And, Callista, my last question for you is, what would you say is the age rating and the star rating for this film? Um, I would say 13 to 18 for age rating and for star, honestly five out of five i know there's like there are some things that are wrong with this movie like it does have some plot holes and stuff like that but honestly if for who i am as a person always noticing plot holes i honestly didn't care this time around this is one of the few movies where i genuinely do not care about the plot holes i, I just loved seeing every single second of it yeah you couldn't have said it any better this movie does have everything and it's really a shout out to the Marvel fans because I'm a Marvel fan and I haven't even seen half the Marvel movies so I can't wait to go and rewatch them in order and really feel what most of the other people are feeling because I can't understand that because some people are so emotional about this movie but I I want to be like that you know this movie is just really surprising and I think that you know, that's the best part about being film critics, too. You always get surprised. So thank you so much, Benjamin and Calista, for talking about Avengers Endgame. Of course. No so, problem. We're, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and today you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry Orris from los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just reviewed avengers Ed- endgame but i'm pretty sure everyone is absolutely more excited for pokemon detective pikachu definitely not avengers endgame before we get on with the show i do want to share a joke because samantha made an amazing joke and i can't just do no joke after that so, for all Pokemon fans out there, here's a little tip. If you blindfold a Pokemon, it may peek at you. 
Now that you all despise me for that, let's get into the segment. We're going to be talking to Will and Ethan about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Will, let's start with you. What did you think about this film? Um, I think it is just really fun. I mean, it's um, quite a mix of genres with comedy, mystery, and action and adventure with a ton of different live action and computer animated parts. You know, it seems like every time Ryan Reynolds makes a film now, he is literally just having fun and the entire film is just fun, which I really like. And Ethan, how about you? What did you think about this film overall? It was just funny having Ryan Reynolds because, you know, he's always going to make the comedy in the movie. He just, if he wasn't there, I'd, it would it would still be funny, but not really. But he honestly made the best of this film. You know, he really is just such a good actor and such a good comedy actor. He does define the films he in. I mean, just such an outstanding job with Deadpool. And this is I'm sure it's going to be the same here, but that leads me to my next question. This is very obviously by the trailers, a comedy film. So, Ethan, I'm going to start with you first. What did you think about the comedy? Um, It was pretty funny. Some things were for kids, but some weren't. But besides that, it was extremely funny. I don't know where they come up with these jokes. It is a mystery we'll never know. And I do like that it is mixed so the entire family can enjoy it. And Will, do you agree, disagree? Um, yeah, I think I agree with actually both of those things, how some of it is kind of inappropriate. But I heard most of the people around me laughing at all the jokes. Okay, interesting. And Will, do you think that they should have kept it to kids' humor? And if you do, why? There were, like, a few, like, not inappropriate jokes, but, like, not, like, kid jokes. Kids wouldn't understand them. Well, that seems reasonable. And we usually talk about this a little bit later on in the segment, but I'm sure parents are worried about that. So let's just uh, get it done here. Will, uh, how, what age range would you give this movie? Um, Probably ages 10 to 18. But okay. I definitely like it. And Ethan, how about you? I'd also give this 10 to 18. Okay, that seems reasonable. From the trailer, it did seem like it had a good mix. And also, I just wanted to kind of know a little bit about the story. For, so, Will, do you think that the story kept your attention and was entertaining, very unique? Or did it ever stretch out or was it ever dry? I mean, like, I think once I saw the trailer and I saw that there was this tiny, really seriously famous Pokemon acting as a detective, I just thought that that movie would be great. And did you think, did it live up to what you thought? Definitely, yeah. Well, that's very good to hear. And Ethan, for you, do you think that this really relates to any of the other Pokemon films? Because it's really different. It's not about Pokemon and capturing Pokemon and Pokemon trailers. It's about something completely and utterly from left field. So how, would you, how do you think it compares from other Pokemon movies and shows? I don't think they're alike. I think they were just trying to mix up the thing here and make it kind of funny of a detective Pikachu. <laughs> and it's cool how they mix it up with humans and they're both working together to find something. And it's kind of twisted, but not at the same time. You know, it is really unique. And this really surprised me. I honestly thought it was a joke when I first heard it was being made. And, uh, Will, how about you? Would you say that this is kind of good that you that they're doing this very unique take on Pokemon films, or would you like to see some of the more classical styles? Um, I think it was actually probably better than the most classical 
but I'm pretty sure that the film was actually based off of a video game, the detective part. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Well, this may be the first film that is actually good based off a video game, which I'm very happy to see. And, Will, I have another question for you. This is definitely not the first family film, quote-unquote family film, that has animated characters and humans. Most no, most recently, they also announced a Sonic movie the same style. So do you like this very realistic animation mix with live action, or do you think that it has its problems? I think it's good with some of the Pokemon, but with some of the Pokemon, it'll be like they'll try to have it really realistic in some scenes, and in the other scenes, you don't notice all those same details and uh, all the, like, little tiny hairs and everything and, like, little lines. Interesting. And do you think that actually hurts the film? Um, not that much, but a little bit. And it's really too bad because I'm sure they do work so long on making those little intricate details about it. So... Ethan, I have a question for you. Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Reynolds. He, of course, did kind of voice acting in Deadpool because half the time you can't see his face. But this is very full-on voice acting since his character is animated. Would you say that he did a good job of making the emotions with just his voice? Yeah, it was extremely funny because it looks like a cute Pikachu but with dark and funny humor. I definitely agree. And... You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Ors from Los Angeles. Right now, we are talking about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. We're talking with Will and Ethan, and we're talking all about Ryan Reynolds. And I want to ask Will, I want to ask you something, Will. Uh, do you think Ryan Reynolds' role as Deadpool, his one of his most famous roles, do you think it kind of influenced how we see him as Pikachu now? Um, I'm not sure because that's rated R, and I actually haven't seen those movies. But, um, so I guess, like, I guess Deadpool's character is sassy and funny, which is basically the exact same thing as the Pikachu character. So I think that having been already been Deadpool, it kind of gave him training to be Pikachu. Yeah, and definitely for any kids watching Deadpool, it's not appropriate. It's a really funny film, but watch it when you're older. And Ethan, my question for you is, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene is, I don't know what their names are, but there's like these type of rock Pokemons. And they were on the island, and they were kind of, they, they, were, they were on the mission because they're detectives. And the Pokemon was sleeping, so when he came up, they turned out they were actually standing on him, so they were shaking and it was going crazy, and everyone was running. And probably in their in their perspective, the rock the rock Pokemon's they're probably like just having a normal day while they're up there screaming. <laughs> that sounds really funny. And will same question for you. What is your favorite scene? I think probably the part where he's on the little subway bus thing and the Pokemon with the big tongue comes up to him. He sort of just stares at him smiling and he's like, uh, what do you want? And then he takes out his huge gigantic tongue and starts licking him in the face. <laughs> I really want to see this film. It just seems like such a blast. And well, my next question for you is we've been focusing a lot on Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu, but of course this cast is really, really long. If you look at the IMDb, it scrolls for a very long time. So what did you think of the acting overall? Do you think everybody was able to live up to the performance of Ryan Reynolds? Yes, 
Like, I think that Justice Smith as Tim really makes us care about his father and Catherine Newton and Bill Nye are also great in supporting roles. Uh, that's really good to hear. And Catherine plays Lucy Stevens, and Bill Nye plays Howard Clifford. And Ethan, we were talking about Detective Pikachu, but as you would know from watching this film, that he is not the only visual effects in this film. There is a whole, whole bunch of visual effects going on in this movie. So overall, what did you think of the design of the Pokemon? Did you think it looks realistic? Did you like their kind of takes on what Pokemon should look like? It looks perfectly fine because it really looks like there's actual Pokemons in the world. The way they designed this is so amazing. You know, I remember when Paddington first came out, which is very similar in the style where they put animated characters in a real world. And everyone was just shocked that they were able to do this. And now we have so many more. It's just really wonderful to see visual effects doing so well. And Sally, that is all the time we have to talk about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Will and Ethan, thank you so much for talking to us about this film. If you'd like to see this film, it looks really fun. It looks like a great family experience. It is out now in theaters near you. So definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and I'm from Los Angeles. You're listening to Kids First Coming Tractions. Today's show is sponsored by Tito and the Birds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back i'm samantha marcus from los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the lovely pokemon and next we're going to be talking with malika who's from la and is 11 about a dog's journey welcome hi. to the show malika hi thanks for having me we're so excited to talk to you about a dog's journey because who doesn't love journey? 
the band, and who doesn't love journeys in general, and who doesn't love dogs? So, (laughs) so a dog's journey. Haven't seen it, but it sounds like a dog goes on a wonderful journey. But I want you to tell me what this film is about briefly. So, a dog's journey is about Ethan, played by Dennis Quaid, who has a BDF, aka a best dog friend, who helps him throughout everything and plans to protect him. basically forever and so that dog is named Bailey voiced by Bailey um voice sorry voiced by Josh Gad and so um the first movie was A Dog's Purpose where Bailey is growing up with Ethan then comes A Dog's Journey where Bailey um where there's a new addition to the family her name is CJ played by Catherine Prescott and so CJ is, right now, she's just a little baby, and um, the mom is um, the mom is a widow. Her husband currently died, so right now she's going through a tough time, and so she decides to move away with CJ, and um, Ethan is really sad, also with his wife, um, Hannah, played by Marg Hellenberger, and so... Um, Ethan just tells Bailey that he needs to protect CJ um, while she grows up. And so um, when CJ grows up, Bailey um, comes back as a different dog because, you know, dogs um, don't live as long as we do. So Bailey um, just protects CJ throughout all of his lifetimes. That sounds so cute. I want to see this film. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So that's super cute. Well, I think that this film seems, like, really inspiring. And I haven't seen A Dog's Purpose, but I really want to see that, too. So, have you seen that one? Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. So, how, how do these two films compare? Um, I feel like um, A Dog's Purpose was more of Ethan and him growing up. And then, um, I well, in A Dog's Purpose, it shows Ethan... Um, not as a baby, he's just a little boy, and then he finds Bailey. So then um, A Dog's Journey is um, Bailey with CJ since she was like a newborn baby growing all the way up. Oh, so it's about growing up. That's super cool. Yeah, I totally want to see both of these because who doesn't love dogs? So um, Malika, do you have a dog? No, I do not. I really want one, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to ask you about having a dog, but... Yeah, if you, okay, if you could have a dog, what kind of dog would you get? I would totally get probably like a mutt. Okay, that's good. Yes, a mutt. Okay, so could you like watching this film, like did you find that you could even though you don't have a dog, like what was it like watching it? Like cuz you do want a dog. So, you yeah. know, how was it how was it watching it? Um, watching it made me, like, want a dog even more. Like, before watching this movie, I wanted a dog. And then when I, once I watched the movie, I just immediately, immediately really needed a dog. Like, they're just so cute and playful. Yep, that's totally right. My dog is right downstairs. His name is Mickey, and he's probably hearing me do this from my closet. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, dogs are just the best. But, um... I honestly, I can't wait to see this. Now, did you have a favorite character? Like, I know so many dogs and so many people, but, like, were you more favor- favorable towards the dogs or the people? Like, what was that? 
Um, I didn't mention this when I was first giving my synopsis, but um, my favorite character is Trent, who is CJ's best friend, who's um, her friend probably when she was in, like, third grade. And so um, he just helps her along the way, and he makes sure um, that she's on the right path and tries to help her um, try and get back up on her feet. I mean, she she really likes music, CJ, as she grows up, and she keeps trying to perform, but she has stage fright. So um, Trent, played by Henry Lau, is always trying his best to help her and be right there next to her. That's so nice. I've always wanted to be a singer. Have you always wanted to be a singer? Yes, when I was five. Okay, see, like, this film, it's making us, like, like, it's inspiring us to, like, achieve our dreams, like, yeah. what it's doing. This is so cool. This film really has got everything, so I love it. And um, do you think that they're going to make another movie, or do you think that, since they already made two, that that's it? Um, I really don't want to give a spoiler, so I would say def- I am, like, 90% sure they are going to make a part uh, three. Ooh, okay. So we got a lot to look forward to. Now I got to go watch all these movies and everybody listening, go watch them too because Malika's telling us how fabulous they are. So that's super great. And Malika, what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film? Um, the age range, I would say for the whole family, it's sad, it's funny, and it's heartwarming. Um, and I give it five out of five stars. It was fun and playful. Wow, that's super cool. Well, I'm so glad that you loved it. I love it, too. Thank you so much, Malika, for talking about A Dog's Journey. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Sure. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Avengers Endgame, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, The Intruder, A Dog's Journey, Ugly Dolls, and Tito and the Birds. So right now, I'm going to pass it over to our other host, Jerry, who's going to interview Lerde on The Intruder. Thank you very much, Samantha. So we are going to be looking into the new horror film, The Intruder. We are going to in- be intruding into the film with Lady, as Samantha just said. So, Lady, my first question for you is, uh, what do you think about this film? Overall, what's your opinion? Um, I thought it was a very fun movie to watch, and it had a well-balance between, you know, mystery, horror, and romance. And it was very entertaining, and it kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Now, Lady, I'm going to be really straight with you. When I saw the trailer, I didn't think it was a horror. I honestly thought it was a really funny film. It's in a really absurd concept. You buy a house and the owner doesn't want to leave and he just keeps popping up. That seems like something from a sitcom. So I do have to ask, did it feel like a horror and were they able to actually achieve any terror? Um, yes. At the beginning of the film, it's all cute and stuff. And then once the audience starts to realize that the owner really is emotionally attached to it's his old house and it's, you know, obsessed with it, that's when it starts to get creepy. And then he starts obsessing with the new landowners as well. And and I thought the, the film did a really good job of keeping everything really mysterious and entertaining. They really did, because I didn't think any of that would happen, so I'm very glad that they were actually able to achieve any horror. And if you look at the cast list, I just want to mention this. It's really short. It's maybe a dozen, maybe less people in the entire film. So what did you think of the acting? Because every single character would need to have a really strong acting quality to be able to make the role come alive. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought the acting was good because usually in these types of films, um, since there's a lot of scenes that are very emotional, I felt like the acting, like the audience can maybe cringe, but I thought the acting was great and I didn't feel uncomfortable and at all. That's very good to hear. And what did you think about the cinematography? Because personally, for me, I feel like lighting and camera work, that's what makes a horror film, as well as sound and acting. Okay, everything makes a horror film, but lighting and camera work is important. So what did you think of the cinematography? Uh, I thought it was great. I mean, they buy a beautiful house, and it's in the middle of some woods, so that was very, very beautiful. And then there's a lot of scenes in the night, and I thought the lighting was great. So, yeah. And then... Um, and then there's also some city shots and everything was great. And then the shots were also very um, clean and clear. That's good to hear. And it really did look like a beautiful film. I agree. I know that the house is really just a bad place to be because of the owner, but it did look pretty and it did make me want to visit there. Now, Lady, do you have a favorite scene in the film? Um, I really enjoyed the ending scene. It uh, It is a cliffhanger, but it does leave you sort of feeling um, empowered. And because the film values the importance of family and what it means to stick together through the hardest time. Um, and you can really see that at the end of the film. So I, that was my favorite scene. Oh, interesting. Do you think there's going to be a sequel for this film? And if you do, would you like to see it? Um, there, I think there definitely has to be one because it was a huge cliffhanger and I would totally see it. I would love to know what happened after. Just based on the story, I think I would be interested too. Now, of course, a lot of parents are wondering, is it, it's a horror film. Is it appropriate for my children? So what age range would you give this film? Um, I would say from like 12 and up because it did have some romance scenes that maybe weren't appropriate for kids and then some like um jokes that maybe weren't for kids and then it also depends on how mature your kid is with like scary um scenes and stuff but yeah 12 and up would be good that seems very reasonable i believe this film was rated pg-13 so that sounds right on the mark and would you how many stars would you give this film and why i would give it a five out of five because I thought it was, it had a really creative way to make such a suspenseful film. And again, it had a well-balanced between mystery, horror, and romance. And I thought it was really entertaining. It does seem like a really entertaining film. And that is sadly all the time we have to talk about The Intruder. Thank you so much, Lady, for talking to us about it. Thank you for having me. And if you'd like to break into the theater yourself, don't actually do that. Uh, you can watch this film now. It's in theaters near you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Tito and the Birds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry Rose from los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about a whole bunch of great films but now we're going to leave the live action side of things because i think it's pretty boring now we're going to go into some animated films and the first one is a brand new animated film called ugly dolls and we're going to be talking to Catherine about ugly dolls so Catherine. What did you think of this film overall? What I thought about this film overall is that it was very adorable for a younger audience. Okay, interesting, because there is a really big cast on this film. Pitbull plays Ugly Dog, Ice-T plays Peggy, Kelly Clarkson plays Moxie, Blake Shelton plays Ox. I mean, this is a really big cast, so I'm kind of surprised it's for younger audiences. Can you just talk a little bit about what you liked, what you disliked about it? Um, I did really like all of like the voice choices because it has so many amazing singers and I just thought it was perfect like for younger audiences but not very young but not like older you know what I mean and what um, I didn't like as much is that you know it's kind of just I mean I liked it like it's kind of just like I kind of got out of it while sitting in the theater I kind of got out of it, and I kind of got a little bored. You know, that is a problem with kids' films. They do get a little bit boring because generally people think that kids' films need to have simpler stories. And before we get on that, and I do want to talk about the story because that is, of course, worrisome, I just want to know, is this a musical? Because these are a lot of musicians in the cast, and if so, what did you think of the score, and what did you think of the original music? Okay, I thought that the music was, like, the voices of the music were really good. And I, I do consider it a musical because, I mean, it pretty much has a lot of songs and a lot of scenes. And I thought that the musical score was really good because it had so many amazing actors and singers and all of that. And now that we did that, I do want to talk about the story. Can you talk a little bit about why you felt it was boring and kind of what you thought could have been improved? Well, I mean, I thought it could have had a little more action. You know, it, it's 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 a good story. I just think it could have had, like, a little more action, as in, like, you know, maybe a little more running around, maybe more a little suspense. You know, I thought it was kind of boring because it had no suspense, but I did like it. I did like it. I see. You know, I'm really surprised because it says in IMDb that the story is by Robert Rodriguez. And if anybody really watches films, they probably know that name because he's a very, very famous director who makes a lot of action-packed and a lot of generally 
adult-oriented film, so I'm kind of surprised to see his name on a kid's film. And I'm sure a lot of parents are wondering about this. What age range would you give this film? Oh, I would say probably about 6 to 10. Because, uh, you know, there are a couple little scary tiny things like uh, a dark, a dark and scary tunnel and a robot dog, which might be scary to uh, a younger audience. So I've just said six to ten because if I were that age, I'd probably like it. It does seem very reasonable. And how many stars would you give this film, and why? I would say a four out of five stars because I mean the music was amazing, and I thought that the characters were like really creative and stuff. Um, I just think it could have been, to give it a five stars, it could have been a little more suspenseful. That seems very reasonable. And, of course, as you would expect for a film for young kids, the animation is very bright and colorful and simple. So what did you think of the animation overall? I thought that the animation was really good. Like, they made you feel like you were in, like, a world of dolls. Like, everything was little like fuzzy and yarny and you know something that would be made with like um a nice doll or a stuffed animal i thought it was just really cute like the characters like moxie who's the main character and ox were all adorable it does seem like such an adorable film and do you think that there was anything else that could have been improved instead of the story i think that maybe the i mean i feel like there could be a little more scenes in like Uglyville, um, which is where it starts out. That's where the town of all of the ugly dolls live. I think there could have been more time spent there and more time spent with a couple other characters like, you know, Ox. I feel like there could have been more with him and Lucky Bat and all those characters. I feel like there could have been a little more because I feel like Mandy um, and Moxie kind of all took it all up. I see. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about Ugly Dolls. Catherine, that's sadly all the time we have to talk about the film. You're listening to Kids First Comic Attractions, and right now we're going to switch gears, and we are going to lose a dimension, and we're going to go from 3D animation to 2D animation to talk about Tito and the Birds with Izzy. So, Izzy, can you just talk about what you thought about this film, what you thought about the animation, and overall your opinion on it? The animation was so beautiful. It was really rich and, like, very expressive. It was kind of like that moving painting kind of animation. Oh, I absolutely love that. And this is a foreign film, if I believe. I think, I think it's from Brazil. So did you see any of that influence in that film at all? Yes, it is from Brazil, and I can totally tell just by the way they drew everything, like the birds and the landscape and um, how everybody was, like, what everybody was wearing and everybody's, like, just everybody's personality, everybody's clothing, the landscape, the design on the birds, everything kind of just screamed Brazil. You know, it really just seems like a beautiful film. And what I really liked was the story. Can you talk about a little bit of the story? Because I'm sure people probably don't know it. Yes, of course. So there is this epidemic spreading around the town. And it is caused by being afraid. So Tito and his friends, they all have to work together. And um, 
to stop the epidemic to show everybody that it isn't it isn't very good to be afraid and you should be brave and they're trying to find everything that can just solve this problem you know i really love that because it's so metaphorical that there's this big disease because everyone is afraid and that's so true there is something generally that goes wrong with people's lives and some kind of sickness or some sort of kind of disability almost because of fear. So I really like how they made that into a simple metaphor to describe all of life in a beautiful way. And sadly, a lot of American films are a much different type of animation than this. They aren't that moving pacing style. They're a very digital 3D animation. So do you think kids could still enjoy this film even though it has a very unique animated style? Yes, I do. Because it's kind of like if you were reading like a really nice picture book that was painted by an artist and it just started moving and walking and talking that's exactly what it would be okay that seems like a really good analogy and i think it really describes the moving painting style so well it's supposed to look like a picture book that's come to life and what age range would you give this do you think it's a good family film good kids film or just for adults it is a great family film everybody could see it five stars it was amazing um, but I would suggest it 10 to 18 because the sickness, the epidemic, that part can be a little bit scary for younger audiences um, because, you know, it's a sickness and that's generally scary for younger kids. Yeah, the story is definitely a little bit more serious. And you, you just mentioned you gave the film five stars. So I want to know what did you absolutely love about the film and if there's absolutely anything you would want to change about the film. Oh my gosh, I really, really loved the plotline, how direct it was. Um, the animation, again, beautiful. I love that. And if there was anything I could change, I would kind of just um, twist around um, the seriousness of the epidemic so everybody could watch it. But, you know, it's a sickness and that's serious. So I don't know how I would do that, but I would at least try. That seems very reasonable. I think, of course, it must have been a challenge to make it even fit for kids because that is a very serious topic, having an epidemic where everyone is suffering. But my last question for you, Izzy, is just overall, would you say that you would want to see more films in this animation style? Yes, it was beautiful. It was detailed. It was just, it was like the shadowing and the lighting and the landscape. Everything was just so perfect about the animation. I don't think I would change a thing. I wouldn't either, and I really would love to see more films with this animated style because it is just so unique. Izzy, thank you so much for talking to me about this film. Thank you for having me. Of course. For our viewers, if you would like to not have the disease of fear and check out this film, then go to their site, www.titoandthebirds.com. With that, I'm going to thank you all so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, to learn how you can join Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Tito and the Birds. I'm Jerry Orris from Los Angeles, and thank you all so much for listening.
again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.